right, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Morning Skate. Uh, we have got an amazing show for you guys today. Real quick, just going to go through the run through of who we have with us today. Uh, I am Fink. I am joined by Preston, Clara, and Jenkins. Uh, this is a super special episode. If you guys live under a rock, obviously you guys are Morning Skate fans if you're listening already, uh, fans of the game of hockey, the sport of hockey. Um, we are joined today by someone that has absolutely shaken the sport up and down, left and right. She has been the topic of conversation for the Morning Skate, as well as ESPN, Sportsnet, you name it, she's been talked about. Uh, Taya Curry joining the show. Taya, how are you today? Good, yeah. Doing great. Uh, we are super excited to have you here. Um, we have got some questions set aside, so I'm going to kick it to everyone that's on the, uh, the stream right now. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more about you and a little bit more about your journey in these last couple of weeks. So, uh, Claire, if you want to take it away, let's have some fun. Well, Taya, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Um, we've had some pretty big names on here, Mike Ruzioni, but honestly, I think you are probably um, one of the biggest guests we're going to have um, in the scheme of things, just because you have absolutely shattered gender barriers in hockey by being the first woman drafted in the OHL. So first of all, congrats on that. If you guys didn't know already, Taya was drafted 267th overall by the Sarnia Sting. So Taya, tell us, um, where were you? What, what was it like when you first heard about the possibility of being drafted in the OHL? Yeah, so before it even happened, um, I knew it was a little bit. There's chance. I talked to a couple of teams. Honestly, I just wanted to see my teammates go and get drafted. I was just patiently waiting. I wasn't staying on the screen all day. I was doing stuff. Of course, around round 10, 12, my family told me to come inside just to watch just in case. And when that happened, it was so exciting. Everyone was jumping up, and my phone was dinging off like crazy. So in the lead up up to the draft, did you know that like teams were interested in you? Had they talked to you before or reached out? Yeah, for sure. Of course, as I said before, three teams reached out to me. Um, I knew like there was a chance, but I didn't think it would actually happen at that point. So describe the response from your teammates and family when you were drafted. I imagine they were absolutely ecstatic and just so proud of you. Yeah, of course. Like so many family friends have reached out. Everyone's been so positive to me and helpful and congratulating me. At that time, first thing, general manager from Starting Sting called me and said congrats and told me how it's going to go. And he's going to tell me which interviews I should do first and just organize it all great for me. So what was that phone call like being on the phone with the GM of an OHL team, knowing that uh, that had never happened before having a woman drafted in the OHL. Yeah, at that point, our family was yelling so loud. I didn't really have words. <laughs> I couldn't really hear him. Yeah, it was just super exciting just to hear him talk to me. And I know you mentioned um, you got about like 10 interview requests a day. So how has your life going to change these past couple of days with just being in this massive spotlight in the hockey world? Yeah, I've been tr trying to just enjoy it all, take in the moment, um, have fun with it. And yeah, it's just been a great time lately. All right, so Taya, just kind of following up on Clara's question, like obviously massive spotlight, everyone's paying attention. Um, names like Minal Rayom and Shannon Sabatos, pretty much the entire hockey world, you know, congratulating you on Twitter, on, you know, Facebook, all that. Like, what is what is that feeling when like, the only other two women to ever play in a CHL game, neither of whom were drafted, were actually signed. 
Um, like what kind of like what kind of feeling does that bring in? Like you have an NHL alumni, you have a two time Olympic gold medalist, just like, hey, great job, like great for you. Yeah, it's honestly crazy. Even before the draft, I didn't even expect anything like this. I just thought it was normal. I've been playing with the boys for seven years now with the Chiefs. And it was just normal. I'm the always only girl on my team. And it's just been I don't know, I worked hard and I'm a very driven person. I just think as I deserve that spot. I think it's the right way to think about it. <laughs> so um, you said before that you just wanted to be treated like a normal player on the team, but obviously you are in a position that, um, you know, a lot of your teammates can't relate to. So how do you kind of navigate, you know, this pressure of being a huge role model to all these young players, especially young girls, um, yet also just trying to be, you know, like a normal player on the team? Yeah, I just want to focus on my game and not get worried about on the negative side of it and just focus that I belong here and I can compete with the boys. So you said uh, earlier on you said you've been playing for the Chiefs for the last seven years. I'm from the Elgin Middlesex area as well. Um, grew up not too far from you. So have you always been playing boys hockey or was your experience with the Chiefs kind of the first kind of transition over to that side? Yeah, so I'm novice in Tyke. I played with the boys actually in Tyke. Maybe sec first year novice, I played on two teams, girls and boys. So I got a little feeling for both sides of it. I definitely preferred the boys side. It was just like more. They're more worried about hockey. The girls were just. It was just kind of like a side thing to them. The boys were like the competitive, and I just enjoyed that. Very cool. I'm Preston Taya. Uh, this is awesome. How does your unique style of goaltending set you apart and work to your advantage? Yeah, definitely my speed side to side. I think that's my strongest suit. Um, I work hard and battle for every puck in my crease. And I'm very flexible goalie and I'm just very driven. So obviously the narrative around you has kind of been, it's a question of talent, not gender. I mean, you got drafted purely on your talent alone, which is a huge accomplishment given just the prestige um, of the OHL. And I actually played boys hockey for seven years, not at the OHL level, of course, but I remember there being like a ton of challenges, just, you know, missing out on team bonding because I wasn't in the same locker room or, you know, some parents not being particularly happy that, you know, there was a girl on their son's team. So I was just wondering if you've experienced um, any of these challenges and how you've had to overcome them. Yes, of course, like, I get my own dressing room. I do miss a little bit of team bonding, but I don't think that really affects me. I'm used to it. Ever since the beginning, I've been dressing by myself. Um, yeah. Of course, I'm sure it's just kind of uh, the norm at this point, given how long um, you played boys hockey. So what is your message to other girls currently playing boys hockey who might kind of feel left out or not welcome in that environment? Yeah, don't worry about the negative people hating behind your back. Don't focus on that. Just focus on the positive people and look for, like, you follow your own path. Honestly, you don't need to follow a same path in your life. Other careers are great, too. Of course. So um, I've heard some whispers that you could potentially represent Hockey Canada on the international stage one day. So what's that like hearing your name um, kind of being thrown in that conversation with, you know, the possibility of like world juniors in the Olympics and just tournaments of that magnitude? 
it's honestly more than a dream come true. I'm super excited just to keep working hard, keep working on my own game, focusing on that and see where my career takes me. That's amazing. Um, so obviously like being as talented as you are and that's a huge thing, right? Like it's opened up so many different avenues and, and different opportunities. Have you looked at all into potentially moving into the NCAA? Um, like what are your thoughts on that route as well? Yeah, I definitely have many options to consider and I haven't really decided at this point, but in the near future, I have lots of decisions to make. I mean, I think you should enjoy it now. Decide like, Side later. Yeah. I mean, like you said, yeah, focus, yeah, on the, yeah. focus on the positive yeah. for now. Just yeah, Jenkins, right away, right away, rush, rush your decision here. <laughs> <laughs> let her let her enjoy the moment first. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so your sister plays in the provincial women's hockey league, um, and you've mentioned that as a potential route as well. And obviously, that's a huge decision, so you don't have to answer directly. But when the time comes, how do you plan to? make that decision and um, you know, what do you kind of look to for uh, like what you want in your future and a place to play? Yeah, I definitely want to be the best I can be on my own level. Um, it's definitely different playing with the girls, the shots different, the speeds different and when they shoot, it's different. Um, it's definitely something I'm going to have to practice with, but I definitely want to at this point want to go to the starting camp and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Again, you have a little bit of time to decide and just take in the moment right now. That's really what's important. Um, and I understand that you are not just a single sport athlete. You play soccer, rugby, and also barrel racing, which for those you don't know, it's a Western equestrian sport where you ride horses really fast around barrels. So how have those sports helped you become um, a better athlete in your goaltending career? Yeah, I'm de definitely a very athletic person. On summer, we do a lot of water skiing, wakeboarding behind the boat in, the, in our lake in Port Franks. We have a cottage there. Um, I enjoy all sports. I like the competitive side of it. Um, yeah, I love barrel racing and the speed of it. It's the most my favorite. So tell us a little bit more about um, barrel racing. I know just from looking at your Instagram, uh, do you own a couple horses? Yeah, our family lives on a local farm in Park Hill. Um, we have seven horses. I have two of my own, and Sunny and Trigger is their names, and I barrel race. That, those are adorable names. Um, so is that something you plan to kind of keep up as your hockey career gets a bit more serious? Yeah, definitely hope to keep it up. I enjoy it. It's kind of like my side thing to get away from all the social media and stuff and something I just, after school, go out and enjoy by myself. And is that something you've competed in at any level? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've get, gotten more competitive over the years. Um, I hope to go around Ontario this year to see how that goes. Well, that is just so cool and so unique um, for someone in the OHL. Um, I'm sure that's another uh, something that, you know, not a lot of people can relate to is being, you know, an awarded barrel racer and also, um, you know, an elite junior hockey player. It's a pretty yeah, long sure. list of very cool things that you're very good at. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to move to the questions that uh, these other three won't understand because they've been free for a little while. But uh, quarantine, because up here we've been hit pretty hard and things have been kind of slow to get back into kind of the normal rhythm of things. So what was it like for you? Um, was it tougher to get on the ice, meet up with teammates, you know, keep up with, with the hockey-specific end of things? Yeah, this past season, we were actually very lucky. The Chiefs really pushed for us to get on the ice. 
Um, at the beginning, we played here in Perth in a couple of games, and then we moved on to London Knights. We played um, twice a week, weekend, and we practiced, of course, two or three times a week in Team Jyland. We were actually very lucky for that. Well, that's amazing. That's a it's a way better opportunity than like, especially with everything being closed. It's it's I'm sure it's tough to find those opportunities, but that's huge. Yeah. Do you have any role models outside of hockey? Someone uh, you look up to? No, just of course my family, um, my parents especially. They're great role models. They let me choose my own path, and yeah. That's nice to have, uh, you know, a family that is all on board and to have that support, you know, that, that, that means the world. That's super cool. Um, is there any particular music you listen to before games in the locker room to get pumped up? Um, no, not particularly. Um, in my, by myself, I usually like it quiet, but outside of hockey, I'm definitely a country person. Yeah, that was my next question. What, uh, what, what song or artist do you like to listen to outside of hockey? Yeah, I just enjoy all country music. I'm not too particular. Uh, in the car, we're always listening to country. That's the right answer, Fink. I have no comment. I'm the only guy from Texas, and I don't like country music. It's a different thing. We can talk about that later. <laughs> I like country. Country's good. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what do you do during the offseason to stay in shape and keep yourself busy? I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, is there anything in particular you do to, to stay in shape? Yeah, I have a personal fitness trainer, and I work out there two or three times a week. And of course I work out at home in my, in my gym. Um, we do a lot of like water skiing, as I said before, in the summer behind the boat, of course, bow racing in the summer, but yeah, we're a very athletic family. Awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. It seems like you definitely have a lot going on um, to keep yourself busy. That just sounds so fun. Like the ideal summer, just hang out with horses, water skiing, all that. And being up in Canada, um, for those of you who don't know, Tim Hortons is huge there. And I'm actually in Michigan right now, and we're lucky enough to have a couple Tim Hortons here as well. So I was wondering what your go-to Tim Hortons order is. Because to me, it is a medium double-double or, in the summer, a light ice cap. So I was wondering what your go-to order is. Um, Definitely a farmer's wrap with... The ice cap for sure. I'm not honestly a big person that eats out, but when I go, yeah. Oh yeah, those ice caps just—they—they they can't be beat. The farmer's wrap <laughs> is a game changer, though. I—I I don't know if we have that down here. Sorry I about your luck. <laughs> I know Tim, Tim, Timmy's is better up there. Like I swear, it's different. And I would just like to go on record, too, to say the McDonald's and the Tim Hortons giveaways for toys for kids' meals are astronomically better than what we have in the States. I don't want Hot Wheels anymore. I want hockey sticks, and I want Muppets dressed up as hockey players. I want to go on record as saying that. America has absolutely subpar toys when it comes to giveaways. Okay, the real tragedy, though, is that they took away the roll up the rim to win. I mean, I totally understand. Like, with COVID, they don't want people bringing in, you know, like, chewed up cups, but... It will I mean, be missed. They have it on the app. You can still get free stuff. It's not the same, yeah. though. You're right. It's definitely not the same. Um, do you have a favorite NHL team or player? Uh, well, my family's definitely a John Maple Leafs fan. Um, I'm more of a Pittsburgh fan. Oh. I do love watching Carey Price. 
Carey Price. I hey, I'm a big I'm a big Carey Price fan. Always have been. Go Habs. Let's go Habs. Do you have a playoff prediction? Pardon? Do you have a playoff prediction? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure at this point. That's all right. I'm actually going to jump in real quick, Jenkins, before you ask. Uh, I was going to say, have you had a lot of free time to actually sit down and watch the Stanley Cup playoffs? Like you were saying, you've been basically bombarded with interview requests left and right. Have you really had a chance to sit down and enjoy the sport outside of what's going on personally? Honestly, no. I've had not much time. (laughs) I do get time. Of course, I'm outside with the horses and stuff or with family. I think that's really commendable because we live in a day and age with social media left and right, basically mm-hmm. clogging our ears and our eyes. So I think that's really amazing. And I think that's a, you're a great role model for kids your age and younger coming up in the sport to really kind of step back and enjoy, you know, the little things or, you know, enjoy practices and, you know, as much as they suck, but bag skates, morning skates, you know, after our namesake, but just taking a moment to really enjoy that and not do it so much for clout or social media, but do it for yourself. So I think it's really commendable. I think you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, especially because so many kids around, you know, 15, 16 really make hockey kind of their only focus. And obviously for you, I'm sure it is a huge focus, but it's so nice that, you know, you're still able to spend time with your family, you know, with the horses on the farm and still do things that you simply just enjoy, even, um, you know, if it's just for fun. Yeah. I love your determination, Taya, and the hard work. Keep it up. I love the good attitude. It's awesome. It just makes me regret everything I've done for the last 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Thanks, Facebook. Um, So, Taya, um, being from Park Hill, is it more exciting being drafted closer to Mm -hmm. home? Like, obviously excited to go anywhere, but uh, just being so close to home, uh, moving to, like, just to Sarnia there, like, is it more exciting or or would it have been cool to kind of venture out into the wilderness of Ontario? Um, honestly, I didn't really care, but it's pretty exciting that my family can come watch me anytime if I stay with Sarnia. It's only 45 minutes from my house. But going somewhere else away from family would have been a great experience also. And what are you most looking forward to, aside from the actual ho- hockey aspect, with just moving on to the next stage of your career now? Just meeting so many great people. Like, honestly, they're so welcoming of me and so congratulations always just great words from them i have to say you are the coolest person i've maybe ever talked to that is <laughs> that is yeah. the perfect perfect answer yeah um, like i i you know as i mentioned like grew up playing boys hockey and um you know there were there was a time where i thought i'd make it pretty far but just seeing you you know like just break this huge barrier and play at like one of the highest levels of hockey, just regardless of gender. I mean, the OHL has so much skill and it was just amazing seeing, you know, like a female be able to play at that level and just proves that, you know, gender in sports really is something that's kind of arbitrary and that, you know, skill doesn't really have a gender. Thank you. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, put it on a t-shirt, make it happen. Yeah, Uh, you guys have merch or something. Yeah, for sure. I swear. I was, I'm curious, uh, do you have a set number like that you've always worn? And if so, like when you got that call from the GM, were you like, hey, this is my number. I own this now. Um, yeah, I don't know. At the very beginning, my mom said you're putting on number one, and I've worn that ever since. I've never worried about so <laughs> I've never changed. I'm, honestly, all my stuff is number one, so it's just been easy. 
At least are you probably a pretty easy number to get as a goalie. You know, they're yeah. usually wake goals. up with them and wake up with that mentality of I'm number one on my back and everywhere else, <laughs> and yeah. in the program. Um, <laughs> so, are you? Because I know there's, there's like a pretty well known fact that goalies are generally pretty superstitious. Would that have anything like if you weren't able to wear number one going forward, would that be a big deal to you, or if they, you know, any drastic changes in in the setup? Honestly, no, I'm not superstitious at all. I don't have anything like that. If I got name number change, it wouldn't be a big deal. I my hockey is how I play, and I know what I'm doing on the ice, and I'm not I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that speaks Colin a lot. Collected. Yeah, I was about to say that speaks to your uh, your liking of Carey Price because that feels like something that he would say too. I'm not, I'm not sure if you watched some of his interviews, but when they were saying, you know. Oh, your team's up by one, and you've got to carry the team on your back. How does that feel? And he just goes, "Cool." I mean, yeah. it's pretty, pretty yeah. unflappable guy. Um, speaking of of Carey Price and just the NHL players in general, um, you mentioned that you were a Pittsburgh fan. Uh, I'm assuming you've been watching them for quite some time. Um, do you think that you style your game after like a guy like Mark Andre Fleury, obviously with the uh, Golden Knights now, but coming up with the Pittsburgh Penguins, or? Do you kind of specifically cater it towards a certain style outside of Mark RJ Fleury? Um, more Shannon Zavidoff. I really love watching her play. She's very big goalie and makes herself look big to opponents. Um, she's quick in her crease and good side to side movement. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, out of curiosity too, I mean we've talked a lot about hockey and obviously we're a we're we're pretty catered towards that. Uh, do you have a favorite hockey movie? Uh, is there one that you go to? And if not, have you watched the new Mighty Ducks series? No, I haven't watched the Mighty Ducks. And I wouldn't say I have a favorite movie. I'm not honestly a big TV person. Um, we don't watch television that much at home other than my family's always watching Maple Leafs when they're on, but <laughs> not in the house. <laughs> oh. Yeah, things have been a little bit quiet here lately for, uh, for the household. <laughs> Well, that speaks volumes to uh, everyone that's coming up, too. Uh, don't watch TV. Just go out and have fun, live your yeah, life. Yeah, as long as you dropped in the OHL, yeah. fun time, you know, doing other activities, horseback riding, not not watching TV. That's, that's probably where I went wrong. That, yeah, that's where, I, that's where I threw it up. I was going to say, yeah. we all have favorite movies. We probably watched all of them and all of our favorite series. Meanwhile, we're sitting here at desk giving an interview with someone that uh, has done more than we'll do in a lifetime. <laughs> Big fans, yeah. super cool. Yeah, I, I was just wondering what um, the most like challenging aspect has been. Um, you know, just in your hockey career, like growing up, if you know you've ever faced uh, just like really challenging adversity with being the only girl on a boys' team. No, I honestly, um, t- teammates have been great. We're like a family. We're so close. But I'd say the social part a little bit. We have different interests, of course, with the boys. But I wouldn't say that's a big deal to me. Um, I focus on hockey when I'm at the rink. And other players, when I make a good save, they congratulate me or give me a tap, which has always been special to me. And at tournaments, um, parents of other teams, it's just been great experience and always positive, nothing negative to my face. I think, honestly, that's just so great to hear and really encouraging, you know, for a lot of girls out there playing boys hockey and just really speaks to that you know it's it's the skill that does the talking at the end of the day and you definitely yeah. prove that yeah to kind of to kind of bounce off that Clara uh and, and say uh for you um 
what's the message that you really want to send to uh, young ladies that are basically coming up in the sport that may be a little bit nervous or having their first experience playing with the boys? What's what's your message to them? Because obviously this is this, like we've said, is huge for the sport. So what do you kind of want to share and what's really what you want to drive home to them? Just follow your dreams. Um, find your own career, as I said before. Honestly, just have fun with it. Live your life as best you can. I think you're more well-spoken than any of us in this entire group. Uh, and for someone at, at a young age like yourself, and you've handled this extremely well, um, for someone that hasn't watched any movies and you haven't seen the generic hockey answers, I think you're <laughs> you're destined for absolutely stellar things. But um, that's all the questions I have. Uh, I don't know about anyone else. If you guys want to toss I'm gonna, it to I'm going to steal one question from Fink. Uh, this is Fink's go-to question. I'm actually shocked he didn't ask it. So when this story gets turned into a movie, who do you want to play you? <laughs> she doesn't watch movies. That's why I didn't ask. That's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the movie. She can still pick who, who plays her. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Oh, I don't know. I can't really choose that. Um, <laughs> Not at the top of my head, I can think of anyone. We'll keep us posted. It's if bad you, if answer, you do come but I could, I could see maybe Sabrina Carpenter. If I knew who I that think, was, I I'd say that's a great answer. You obviously haven't listened to Sour if you don't know who that is. Listen to what? Sour, Olivia Rodrigo. Over my it's, head. It's, it's a good okay. pick, Frank. It's a good you, pick. You definitely, you definitely live under a rock then. But yeah, absolutely. Say you and I are in the same boat right now because I have no idea who that is. If you know who that is, you got me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, me. Then. Sorry, I'm sorry. I derailed that with uh, with my question. Then <laughs> we were we were smooth sailing up until that. Yeah. But well, anyone else have any more questions for Taya before we call this one an episode? I was just wondering what has the response been from like strangers? Have people just, you don't know, like reached out to you or DM you on Instagram saying like, Hey, this is huge. Congrats. You know? Yeah. My DMs and Instagram literally blew up and the follow <laughs> request is crazy. Um, it's been great. Honestly, uh, people have sent me negative comments. I know in the, t Your the TSN oh my Sportsnet God. at all. It was a lot of negative this is stuff, why, like, but that's okay. Yeah. Hockey fans are just – that is ridiculous. Those are probably people that know their wrist shot is floppy and then they can't absolutely get anything past you. So they're like, this chick would absolutely yeah. obliterate me on the ice. So I have to be mean yeah, on the these internet. are These are just people that didn't get drafted 10 years ago and they, they're doing yeah. – yeah. like they're just hanging out watching the playoffs and seeing Taya's I, face I smiling on – I can't stand those net. comments. Yeah. Is like, hey, buddy, are you are yeah. you drafted in the OHL? No. Like shut up. No, they're probably <laughs> upset that the larges that they wore in high school don't fit anymore, so they gotta put XLs on for their hockey pants, but it's okay. No one's judging. Oh, shots yeah. fired. Let's hey. relax for a minute. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just saying, like, if you want to be like Taya, just go out and work out a little bit. Keep take care of yourself, okay? <laughs> hey, yes, well, it seems like overwhelming. Yeah, I think we're all super, I mean, obviously this is our first interaction, but we can all like confidently say that we're super proud of what you've done. We're super proud of what you're doing for the sport. Um, you handle yourself like a professional that's been drafted 15 years ago. So I think that speaks volumes to yourself, your upbringing, your family. Um, 100%. Keep up the fantastic work. Uh, you have got 
thousands and thousands of fans. You've got some very special fans here on the morning skate. We will be watching every step of your journey. Um, and you're always welcome to come back. And we would love to have you on when you basically take over the uh, NHL. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to see your hockey career unfold. Yeah, thank you. We'll see how it goes. Well, you're off to a great well, start. It seems bright for sure. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find a Sarnia Sting Curry jersey now. I know. I, I want, I want the uh, yeah, the Curry jersey ASAP, and not the Steph one. I want the Taya one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no international shipping. Just send them all to me, and I'll drive them down, hand delivered. <laughs> Sarnia Sting jerseys. Anything, to, anything to get you out of quarantine. Number one. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you, uh, Taya, again for your time. Uh, obviously, you're you're super crazy busy right now with everything going on. Um, enjoy the moment, enjoy the weekend. Take your uh, take your time off and enjoy the horse riding. Uh, this has been the morning skate with uh, Taya Curry, and hopefully, we will see her again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Taya. Good luck, Taya. Thank you. <laughs> Sure, you got a lot of other interviews lined up today. So good luck with those. But thank you so much for giving us the time. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh yeah, we'll see you again soon.